This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN+. It's less about finding the right career or job and more about figuring out what are your own personal needs, what do you need to be successful, you know, what type of environment do you need to be in. I think those questions are are better questions to ask. When the wind is blowing in your face, sometimes in life you don't see straight. Hi, this is Kenny Dominguez, and you are listening to Hush Loudly on WGN. When your head is in a certain place. Hello and welcome to Hush Loudly, where we are talking to another amazing, interesting, influential introvert. I am going to introduce you to Kenny Dominguez. She is a coach and consultant specializing in working with black and women of color introverts to find clarity and confidence in the workplace. Kenny supports introverts, helping them to discover their unique voice, work with their energy to develop confidence, and showing up unapologetically as their authentic introvert self. Kenny understands the challenges associated with identifying as a black woman introvert and navigating the workplace. Kenny is passionate about workplace issues related to gender and racial equity, along with how those issues emerge, specifically for black and women of color introverts. Kenny, an advocate at heart and an ardent believer in a people-first workplace philosophy, Kenny also works with startups and small to medium-sized purpose-driven companies and organizations providing lean people operations and HR consulting. Kenny is also a law student at University of California Hastings College of Law in San Francisco, concentrating on work law. Kenny also received her undergraduate degree in organizational development with a focus on training and development. So welcome, Kenny, to Hush Loudly. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate you having me today. So are you an introvert? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I am a proud, confident introvert. (laughs) I've known that, I've known and and I've identified as an introvert I'd say since I was 18 years old, I took the MBTI assessment, and it all started to make sense. Yes. (laughs) And it all started to make sense. And I think, you know, my experience is is not so different from many other introverts who may have tried to emulate more extroverted traits in the past. And that's something that really just left me feel left me feeling deflated and depleted of all my energy. And so once I started to embrace my own introversion, that's when I started to personally grow and develop more in school and later on in my career. So it's been a journey to say the least. I have to ask, so at eighteen what happened? Were you a freshman in college and you had the Myers Briggs or what happened what introduced you to the Myers Briggs? Yes. Um, so I was taking a intro to sociology class. And as a homework assignment, um, one of the things that we need to do is take the assessment. And I had never heard of the assessment before, but I've always been really interested in, you know, personal development, even at a younger age, and was excited to take, to take the test. And once I received my results, uh, back then, uh, I did, I 
I think my results were, were an INFP, which has changed oh, just a tad okay. since I've gotten older. Oh, you're an INFP? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so um, I took the assessment and started reading about the INFP profile and things started to really make sense to me in terms of, you know, what I liked versus what I didn't. You know, in college, you're supposed to want to go to parties and it's a very social time in a lot of people's lives. And I didn't really identify with the things that I was supposed to like. And so once I took that test and saw that it was INFP, I realized, oh, you know, I really enjoy, you know, time with myself in solitude. I really enjoy just hanging out in bookstores alone or, you know, going to eat alone and just kind of exploring the world on my own and then kind of coming back and sharing bits and pieces of that with small groups of people and friends that I trusted and, and had these real genuine relationships with. And so once I understood what it meant to be an INFP and, it, and once I started to learn about introversion and what that actually meant, it was really the, the first key to unlocking, I think, my, my own potential and understanding what I might be able to contribute in the world. So that was really my first step in identifying as an introvert and also understanding what that meant. I love that you had that experience at the age of 18. Uh, For me, I didn't have the first MBTI until whatever job I was working in my late 20s. And same thing. I was like, oh, my God, I I get it. And and in the college years and all of that, I just thought, okay, well, I'm just different. I just, I don't, you know, it it was really affirming to have a tool like the Myers-Briggs to help you understand what you were and why you were feeling this way and that there are other people just like you. And so for those who are listening and are not aware of what we're talking about, the MBTI is that personality assessment that's owned by Myers-Briggs. And we're talking about INFP, which is one of 16 personality types. So they're, they're categorized. There's 16 different sort of categories. And INFP is introverted, intuitive, feeling, and perceptive. And and you mentioned, Kenny, so yours has changed a little. Did you say that? Or what, what is it now? So now, and, and, I've, and it's been interesting because over the years, I have taken the MBTI assessment either for work or just for fun. And it stayed INFP, I want to say, between the ages of like 18 to 22. But something really interesting started to happen around 25. And I think it has something to do with my career path. And so it has now kind of morphed into this INFJ mm-hmm. with some heavy T or thinking preferences as well. Mm-hmm. But I would say I identify more with the INFJ profile versus the INTJ. And I think a few things contributed to that. So I think part of it was career. Shortly after college, I started working in the tech industry and was working as a project manager. And, you know, based on the characteristics and the traits, you know, that you need to be successful as a project manager, it's all about planning for the future and forecasting. And INFJs or judging Jays will, you know, they have more of a preference towards planning and task lists. And that's all you do as a project manager. It's a big part of what you do. And so I think over time, my career in management impact had a influence on that key 
morphing into a J. And then later on, you know, once I started to attend law school and have to take again, it, it starts to skew a little bit more to an INTJ, but still reading as an INFJ. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting over the years to see how experiences, environmental factors, mm-hmm. um, career, things like that can age. influence. Yeah. Yes, and age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and really, you know, and, I, and, and Jerry, I don't know if, if you can identify with this as well, but learning more about introversion and what it means for me to be someone who identifies as a Black woman introvert, it's been really this journey of just becoming more self-aware and really honing in on what I personally need to be successful and learning that there is nothing wrong with being an introvert and really becoming proud of that and learning to fully celebrate it and just welcoming, you know, the innate gift that introversion bestows in you. So it's been a journey that I'm still on, but I don't think I've ever at any age have felt more proud and confident mm-hmm. uh, to be an introvert. And I'm just really excited to see what I think is this movement of Black women introverts coming forward and forming communities like you've done with Hush Loudly and creating this forum and this platform to highlight, you know, the amazing world of introverts. So it's just a really exciting time. It, it is. I, I agree with you. And I, I agree that it's a revolution, as Susan Cain says. It's it's mm-hmm. a movement. And I don't know what has occurred because I always attribute it back to her and her book, Quiet, the Power of Introversion in a World That Can't Stop Talking, because she, I think, just opened the dialogue and, and took center stage talking about introversion. And so it helped not level the playing field, but it helped others understand about their coworkers and about their, you know, boss or, or whatever. And so I think now we've just taken it a step further because we, from our seat at the table, we noticed some other things that we experienced, that extra layer that's attached to introversion and that being that we are black women. And so we are seen differently. You know, we just are. It, it just is. And I'm enjoying this too, having these conversations because I think about my younger self and hope that we are touching some young ladies or some young men that are like, wow, I needed to hear this and that they feel empowered and encouraged to move forward and do whatever they want to do authentically without trying to masquerade as an extrovert and and and, right. and and that they're able to do whatever they need to do in their own authentic selves. So this leads us to your career and I'm just blown away by the fact that you are in your 30s and I have to say it's taken me a long time to get where I am so I'm 50 something that's all you need to know and it's like a spiritual awakening I've known the the introvert thing I've known since my 20s but my voice I'll say developing my voice and finding my voice has just started over the last few years and so I am proud of the fact that you got it. You know, you're on it. You're you're out there speaking and doing things and helping people in your 30s. So I'd love to know, you know, what pushed that. So you were in tech and you were in this area and I'm sure doing really well. So what pushed you to what you do now and tell us what you do now professionally for your career? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that. Um, 
I, I just want to say and go on record, I am still on this path of self-discovery on developing my voice. Mm-hmm. I think from my perspective, I know, I, and I think this is where the self-awareness comes in. And I think this is also a strength of introverts, right? We're deeply introspective. And I yeah. think through that introspection, um, because we do tend to need re- to recharge and to, you know, be in solitude and just really kind of sit with ourselves, with our thoughts, our feelings, we gain like a superpower of understanding who we are. And being able to sit with that, I've just been able to learn through some of the roles I had in my career. I think law school was really a vital part of me developing that voice even more so and and really leaning into advocacy and extending that to myself. Um, I've always been strong at advocating for others and, and wanting to fight for other people and to make sure that you know, people are heard. And I recognized that I wasn't doing that all the time or enough for myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't speak up as an introvert, you know, we're often overlooked, underestimated, and excluded, uh, whether that be in, in the way of workplace opportunities um, are sometimes overlooked for relationships, you know, whether they be personal or familial. Um, And we're kind of just set aside. And so it's really important for introverts to learn to develop that voice. And it doesn't have to be a loud voice, you know. I think that's something that is a myth, right? Like extroverts, you know, there's myths for extroverts. They have to be really loud, and that's not true for all of them as well. We can have a quiet confidence. We can have, as introverts, we can have a quiet voice that is powerful, uh, that's intentional, and we can use that voice to express our needs and express what we personally need to be successful in our lives and, and to help advance our own needs so that we can be heard. In my career, I, I mentioned earlier, I started out in tech. I worked in the tech industry for seven years, uh, did everything from you know, business analyst for project management, product management, and then transition later on into people operations. That's where the advocate part comes in for others. And love that role and was director of people operations and, and people and culture for about two and a half years. And the you know, pandemic happened. And unfortunately, our our business was, was hit pretty hard financially. And so I was already planning to transition to coach and consult next year. I was just planning to do it after law school finished uh, in May and decided to, to go for it and to pivot. And so I you know, transitioned from my role as director of people operations at the company and decided to start my own coaching consulting business with taking coaching classes and training already and did so much coaching as a part of my role in understanding how to motivate people and understanding how to work with people. And I wanted to translate that into ways that I could work directly with people one-on-one to help them really thrive in the workplace. Uh, and that was something that really excited me and that I was personally really passionate about. And when I was thinking about, well, who do I want to coach? You know, who do I want to focus on? And I really thought about it for about a month. and I wanted to work with people that I personally identified with um, and who could understand their struggle and their challenges. 
and where I can really assist them in navigating the workplace. Because as you, I'm sure, know, Jerry, you mentioned this a few minutes ago about the added complexity of being a Black woman who identifies as an introvert. The tightrope walking that you have to do in the workplace is astounding. And I just want to help introverts, specifically Black and women of color introverts, know that they can not only survive in the workplace, but they can thrive and they can excel. And you can do that by being your authentic self. You don't have to emulate extroverted traits. And really also working with organizations to help them understand how to build more balanced teams and include introverts in leadership positions and start reframing how to think about leadership. Right. It's We know, and those who get it know, that there's a beautiful balance there. And um, a team of all introverts and a team of all extroverts would never get you produced or do for the brand what a team of both could do. And also, you know, depending on the company, depending on the role, you know, I, I do think that unfortunately we introverts are sometimes, like you said, we're underestimated, we're overlooked. But, you know, we, I think, figure out ways to make our voices heard. And that is when we excel and, and succeed in those companies. So um, I'm happy to hear that there are people like you who are, you know, this is your mission. And I'm curious about, you know, there are all of these articles that talk about jobs for introverts, which some of them are a little, a little irritating to me. So I'm curious about, you know, is there a job for introverts? Should we subscribe to that? Because I see, like, introverts, they'll say, photographer, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, accountant, or something like that. And I just don't think that is necessarily adequate, you know, appropriate. So, so what do you, you know, with your background and experience, what do you think about that? What I think about that, Jerry, is that my personal belief, and I want to make sure I say this very clear for any introverts that may be listening, introverts can choose any career that they want to do. I do not personally subscribe or believe that there is a set of best jobs or preferred jobs for introverts. I have met introverts in every type of industry in areas that people may not even realize there is a significant number of introverts. I never felt more seen or heard than when I attended a class in in law school last year. I think it was advanced negotiation. And one of the first assignments we had was to take the MBTI, again, for like my 12th time (laughs) over the years. And we had to share our results. And I think nine out of ten people in the class were introverts. Wow. These are all law school students in a negotiation class. Maybe that's why we were all there. But what I've learned is that there's a significant number of introverts in law school intending to be attorneys. And so you wouldn't necessarily think that a job where people have to advocate for others and where, you know, you have to be vocal and direct, you know, that introverts would be dominating in that particular area, but they are. There are a lot of introverts um, in in law school who are attorneys. And I I use that as an example just to say and highlight that introverts can do whatever they want to do, be who they want to be, and they can show up authentically as an introvert. 
and excel. It's less about finding the right career or job and more about figuring out, you know, what are your own personal needs? What do you need to be successful? You know, what type of environment do you need to be in? I think it's a better question for introverts who are, you know, exploring different career paths or considering transitioning into a different career. I think those questions are, are better questions to ask. And also, you know, in terms of thinking about, you know, careers, I think it's more important to think about right-sizing your career to fit you and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I think when you when you start thinking about what your, your needs are primarily um, and what your interests are and you can map that back to a career, you're more likely to find a career that's going to be deeply satisfying for you. And so that's where I always try to encourage people to start first. But I also get annoyed with those articles because I think about I think about different roles I've had. I know your background and, you know, based off of what we've done, you know, or if we were interested in these things, these articles would, would have maybe discouraged us. And yes. I think it can be damaging. Yes. Thank you. I love that. And what do you think about entrepreneurship for introverts? Oh, I love it. I think especially for INFPs and and INFJs, I think entrepreneurship is sometimes the best route for us. And and I think that goes back to the idea of being able to right-size your career and customize it and to create. And it's a really exciting time right now um, for introverts, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic and we have a lot to contend with and we're sheltering in place for the most part. A lot of introverts are you know, for different reasons, they've been laid off or they've been triggered to start thinking about what they really want to do. I think that for some reason at this moment, there are a large number of introverts who are either exploring entrepreneurial opportunities or who are actively engaged in building and creating something. And I think that entrepreneurship for a lot of introverts is it's just the best path because you have the most uh, ability to shape the career into what you want and need it to be. Um, that is so powerful. Yes. As you know, a lot of us, as you said, and I don't know if it's the pandemic or it's just because we're part of this movement and we uh, see our value and our worth and are, are able to figure out how to create opportunities for ourselves and create careers for ourselves, but yeah, it's it's a great time, and, and I'm so happy to be talking to people like you who are out there creating opportunities and creating paths for for women, and specifically women of color, you know, my people. And so I would also like to ask you, how do we overcome? So we've talked about some of the you know, misunderstandings, and we've talked about how, you know, we can be underestimated and all of these things and overlooked. How do you think we overcome some of these biases and and these misunderstandings, specifically women of color and black women? What what are your thoughts on that? It's a wonderful question, um, which I am still personally formulating that answer and it, it, it's been evolving yeah. <laughs> and I definitely have some strong thoughts and opinions on it. I think number one, 
you know, and I think, you know, for us, you know, as black women who, who are also introverted, you know, we have that tightrope scenario again, you know, in terms of the layer, you know, of, or the multiple layers that we have to work with within the workplace with race and gender attached, you know, to our proclivity towards introversion. And so I think the number one thing we can do is to show up positively because it doesn't really behoove us to try to emulate extroverts in the workplace or on our team. And, and I say that for two reasons. One is because whenever you show up as someone other than who you really are, you are doing everyone, including yourself, a disservice because you're denying who you are, you're denying your natural, valuable contributions that are available. And what a shame it would be, you know, for introverts to keep all of the innate gifts we have uh, to contribute to ourselves. So that's number one. Um, I also think that, you know, by showing up authentically, we give other introverts in the office or on our team uh, permission to do the same. Because when often, especially like if I, when I was younger, if I had seen women, specifically black women in the office who were just showing up as they were as introverts, that would have given me more permission and would have made me feel more comfortable about leaning into some of those more introverted traits and developing them. And so I think that number one is just showing up as you are and being unapologetic about it. And I also think, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I think there's a great deal of, you know, education that needs to be done in the workplace as it pertains to how to work with introverts and, you know, how can introverts and extroverts work together to bring out their best traits for the betterment of the team and ultimately for an organization. And I think that part of that, and this is a large part of my work, is being really vocal about what it means to be introvert. I think people think all the wrong things about being an introvert. They think, oh, it means antisocial or lacking confidence or a low self-esteem or reticent, shy, the list goes on. When really introversion is just about how you receive energy. You know, I prefer less stimulating environments. I need more time alone and recharge. Extroverts, they just refuel on the go by being around others. We have to kind of plug our chargers into the wall and wait for time to pass. Extroverts have the added advantage that they just kind of refuel on the go with people. And so, you know, I think the first step is, one, just being very clear and direct about what it means to be an introvert so that you can share that information with others and tell them, like, hey, this is really just an energy thing. This is not a confidence issue. This is not an issue around not being able to work in a team environment. You know, I need more time to process ideas as an introvert or to make decisions so that I can be thoughtful and intentional about how I'm going to engage with the team. So I think some of it, you know, falls on us to, to be clear and vocal and direct about what it means to be an introvert. And I think a lot of that can be done in one-on-one with your manager, just maybe explaining a little bit more about yourself and how you want to engage with the team and just continuing to self-advocate. You know, if there's a project that you want to work on, if there's an opportunity that you want to pursue, be vocal about it in those one-on-one conversations. And if you don't have one-on-one scheduled regularly with your managers, get them on the calendar and 
plan and prepare in advance about what it is that you want to say, what is the outcome that you're hoping for, and devise some proposed steps so that you come prepared with a plan to present so that you can let people know, hey, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm available, and I have the skill set, and I'm ready to contribute. And I think just doing some of those simple things initially will aid us and be able to show how powerful our contributions can be in the workplace. Wow. So that was the best advice ever. You said (laughs) so much. And there were so many good sound bites in that. You you said some great things. So I'm not even going to ask you at the end for any advice or tips because you gave up so much. But I do want to add. Well, you can always add. You You can add more if you want. But I also wanted to talk about just briefly sort of the different relationships and we're talking about family and personal and you know we've been talking a lot about professionally and I wonder about the black family and and growing up in the black family as an introvert and I, I don't know just in my experience the typical black family seems at a distance in my own experience to be extroverted. And I don't know if that's just a cultural thing that we all get together and are together all day for four days for Thanksgiving or, you know, (laughs) I don't know what everybody, we know that half one third to half the world is introverted. So, you know, you're not the only one in the family, but in my experience, it seems like I'm the only one that's had enough and I'm ready to go go take a nap or go somewhere and be alone. So I'm curious about you and I wonder about other black women. Is there something, how are you in your black family and how do you deal with that? And, and you know, what works for you when you need your recharge time? So it's become, it's become an evolution. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. what I would say. Um, I think that there's definitely some cultural experiences tied up into what it means to be introverted as a black woman. And it's also part of the reason why I wanted to focus on black women and women of color, because even talking to friends and colleagues who, you know, are Latinx or, you know, may or who identify as Asian. And a lot of our, I think something that we have in common, a common thread is that, you know, our family events tend to be large Mm-hmm. and can be loud and it can be boisterous and, and fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. Usually a lot of food yeah. and music and people and it's lengthy in <laughs> duration. And the common thread that I've seen with women of color who are introverts is that we seem to all have the same issues within our families in, in regards to being introverted. One being that it's often seen as rude to need to take time away mm-hmm. or to not, or to be tired and need to leave an event early, mm-hmm. right? Because a bunch of people are coming to you, why are you leaving earlier? You know, why don't you stay for a bit? Or, you know, your, your, your cousin's going to be coming in a little while and you don't want to miss them, you know? And I think a lot of, and I think a lot of black introverts in particular, there's always that one cousin or like family friend who just gets you and knows you. They don't have to be an introvert. They just get you. Mm-hmm. And you're waiting on them to get there. <laughs> you're waiting. You're calling. You're texting. Where are you? You're trying to time, you know, when you get there with their, you know, also arriving so that you have, like, you know, almost like a little, they almost act as a shield a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I've and it's funny because I've heard 
it's just in talking with other people of color um, who are who also identify as introverts, we have very similar stories. And you know, for me, I've just had a lot of one-on-one conversations with like my mother is an ESFP, okay. so very different. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, I actually had I remember it was a funny conversation. I had a one-on-one conversation with her where she was asking me like why are you so aloof or like why why do you need why can't you stay the whole time and I just have an opportunity to say mom I'm an introvert and she looked at me she's like no you're not Mm -hmm. and she goes you can't be an introvert and I was like well what do you think I was like what's your definition of introvert she's like well you're not shy and you're confident and I'm like but that's not what it means to be introverted and she's like, well, what does it mean to you? And I told her, I said, it just means that it could be very overwhelming for me to stay in a large group gathering for five hours. It's too much for me. I'm drained, depleted, and have to go be away or alone for an extended period of time to get back the energy that I have not lost. There is no love loss. I mm-hmm. want to spend time with you all, but I have to do it in segments of time and when I disappear for a little while and then come back it's not because I'm not interested or I'm trying to be rude it's because I do want to participate but I recognize that I have to honor my energy needs and I need time to regroup or recharge I had a similar conversation my mother never took the Myers-Briggs but she's an extreme extrovert we're complete opposites and so I had that conversation with her almost identical. She's like, no, you're not. You're smart. I'm like, what do you think an introvert is? And same thing, shy, you know, and she knows I'm not shy. So it's interesting. And and I think that's why we, our paths have connected. We're all on this journey. We're informing, we're educating, uh, not only empowering our introverted tribe, but also educating the extroverts that surround us because we're surrounded by them, family, work, everywhere. And we love them. And, you know, we, we balance each other out. So thank you for this amazing chat and for all of your advice. And I'd love for you to share how people could connect with you for coaching and just follow you because you always have the most interesting, profound, beautiful things to say on Instagram. So if you could share that information with our listeners, that would be wonderful. No, absolutely. Thank you again, Jerry, for inviting me to be on Hush Loudly. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, to be here and share some of my experiences. I just want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity and sharing the platform. Thank you. So if you'd like to if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Kenny K E N I W Dom D O M. So that's K E N I W D O M on Instagram. I post daily. Um, so if you're interested in hearing more personal development or career uh, related tips, I am focusing on black and women of color introverts, but um, anyone can take um, you know, some great takeaways from the information that's posted and shared. So feel free to follow me on Instagram. Uh, and my name is Kenny Dominguez again. You can also find me on LinkedIn and I'll be launching a website. Stay tuned for that. And, and thank you again, Jerry, for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny. And we'll be looking forward to your website and we'll put links up so people can easily find you when they listen to this podcast. So thank you again. Keep on leading and doing what you're doing. Thank you so much.
Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash introverts hush loudly and listen to past episodes at wgnradio.com or hushloudly.com.